0: Before we start this episode, I have some exciting news to share. Back in 2019, I started a membership community specifically for dance coaches, and it's been absolutely my favorite aspect of my business. It's a group of coaches and teachers who all care about personal development. They're constantly learning and growing, challenging their teams, and building each other up in the process. It's called Relève because Relève means to rise and everyone in this community is focused on growth for our dancers and for us personally. The membership includes a vault of dozens of mental toughness resources, plus a community where we have monthly Q&A calls, and basically that kind of hive mind to help you answer your questions and feel like you're on the right track. So if you're interested, go check it out at slash membership or you can find the link in the show notes of this episode. Okay, let's get into this week's episode all about growth mindset. You may have heard of the concept, it's being taught a lot more in schools nowadays and people are talking about it, but do you know how to actually implement it with your dancers? Learning the language of growth mindset and how to talk to our dancers can change how they learn and everything else improves along with their mindset. So I'm going to start off today by sharing a quick definition of this concept of growth mindset, but I'm going to spend most of my time today talking about how you can actually implement the growth mindset strategies when you are in practice with your dancers or when you're teaching class, because I'm all about the action, right? We want to learn a little bit and then what are we going to do about it? So growth mindset is a concept pioneered by Dr. Carol Dweck, and it has been extensively researched. It's applied a lot in education and in sport teams. And a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is from Dr. Dweck's book, Mindset. So I want to give her credit right away and let you know that if this strikes your interest, it's a great place to dive further into the concept. You can look at her book, mindset. If I had to choose one mindset shift that has the biggest impact on our lives, it'd be growth mindset. So that's why I want to talk about it with you. But before I go too far, I want you to consider a few questions. So if you are in a place where you can, you can kind of pause and, you know, write down your answer or your thoughts, or just take a second to really reflect about this. How much do you agree with the following statements? I'm going to say five statements and just go with a gut reaction. Is it true? Do you think it's false for you? Is it a little true or a lot true? So just go with your gut reaction of how you feel about this. Number one, you can learn new things, but you can't really change how intelligent you are. Two, you are a certain kind of person there's not much that can be done to change it. Three, you can do things differently, but the important part of who you are can't really be changed. Four, no matter how smart you are, you can always change a lot. Five, you can always substantially change how talented you are. Which of those statements do you agree with? In that list, the first three indicate a fixed mindset and the last two reflect a growth mindset. And there's also differences in your mindset around, you know, intelligence like traditional book smarts and talent. Uh, in our case, maybe specifically dance talent or teaching talent versus you know personal aspects. So as we're talking about this today, consider if you might have a growth mindset in some aspects of your life but a fixed mindset in others, right? You might have when I say something like you can always substantially change how talented you are. If I specifically said, you can always change how talented you are in dance. Maybe you would agree to that, but if I said you can always substantially change how talented you are at reading or in math or in school in general, right? Or in your job, like would you endorse that differently? Would you feel differently? So our mindsets can change based on the domain, based on the topic we're talking about. And that's true for our dancers too. They might have a fixed mindset in some areas and a growth mindset in others. So thinking about where you are for yourself, keep it in mind that it could be different in different areas. The basic idea is that our mindset influences how we define success and often how we respond to challenges. To someone with a fixed mindset, success is looking smart or proving you're a talented dancer. So a fixed mindset dancer would agree with the statement, the main thing I want to do in dance is show how good I am. And okay, while they may not use those exact words, you know, those dancers, right? The ones whose self-worth and success is wrapped up in having a chance to demonstrate their talent. They only feel successful when they get that external recognition, when they get, you know, highlighted and picked at a convention, when they get recognized at competition or when their teacher calls them out for something good, right? Their self-worth is wrapped up in demonstrating their abilities. As an athlete who is going to experience a lot of failure and challenges along the way that we do in dance, that fixed mindset also presents a really dangerous approach to failure, right? Dance is going to have a lot of opportunities for failure and mistakes and challenges, maybe, you know, getting cut from a team, falling in class, not getting picked at convention. A dancer with a fixed mindset will react to that by feeling hopeless. They might say something like, I don't want to do this again. You know, it's not worth spending all my time on this anymore. It's not happening. And what's so heartbreaking is that failure becomes defining. It's no longer an action, like I failed or like I I messed up, I didn't get picked. Instead, for people with a fixed mindset, it becomes an identity. I am a failure picture a dancer who decides to take a new jazz class but struggles to pick up the combination that day a fixed mindset dancer who's falling behind and having a hard time learning the moves may leave class and say "Oh, i'm terrible at jazz i'm never doing that class again you can see how devastating this can be it leads to giving up early and a mindset where effort is negative that's certainly not what we want dancers with a fixed mindset perceive effort as a sign of weakness, right? When I have to work really hard in class, it just shows that I'm not very good. So what's the alternative? Of course, a growth mindset. To people with a growth mindset, learning is important. A growth mindset dancer in that same new jazz class would believe it's more important for me to learn things in my class than to be the best dancer. So when they take a new class and struggle to get the combination, we'll be like, it's okay. I'm I'm learning. I just want to try something new today. Even if it's challenging, right? They're there to just have fun dancing. To a growth mindset dancer, effort is positive. They believe that the harder you work at something, the better you'll be, which also means they're a lot more resilient to failure. They'll decide to come back and take that hard class again and feel like spending more time in order to learn that hard skill is worth it. So before I keep going, I want you to think back to your own dance career. If you are currently dancing or if you're a teacher or coach out there, how did you respond when you were in a really hard class or when you had a really difficult uh, routine or combination? How did you feel after competition didn't go well? Did you truly believe that you would learn anything with extra effort or that you had the ability to get better? Or are you guilty of saying, I am not a turner or I can't do left? I think we're all guilty of a fixed mindset sometimes, and it's important to acknowledge that a fixed mindset will happen, but we have a default. We have a normal reaction that tends to be either more fixed or more growth mindset oriented. Think about it like a continuum. It's possible to be really far on the fixed side or really far on the growth side or or more in the middle. So what do you think your mindset is around dance? What about being a coach or a teacher? Do you have a growth mindset about teaching dance? I think we can look back at our dance career and like, Oh no, I always believed in the effort was going to help me. But like, did you truly always believe that? Or are you guilty? Like most of us of saying like, Oh, I'm just, I'm not good at hip hop or I'm terrible Turner or I'm a jumper and not, you know, we decide that there are things we're good at and things we're not. And then often believe it doesn't matter how hard I work at that. I'm just not going to be better in that area. And that's a common fixed mindset in dance. So if you feel like you have a fixed mindset sometimes, there's a really important point here. Mindsets can change. So that's what I wanna focus on now. How do we change those mindsets? No matter if you're trying to help a young dancer, you know, get into a growth mindset at the beginning, or you are an adult listening now who knows you have a fixed mindset, doesn't matter where you are, you can change it. So when you have a dancer in class who expresses a fixed mindset, maybe they wanna give up when it gets hard, or they believe that effort just means a lack of talent. So they give up early or they don't want to go 100%. Here's how we help. As a dance educator, one of the best things we can do is be very aware of our language. How you present questions, how you talk about challenges, how you address failures and mistakes will teach your dancers what they should believe about their dance Talent. Let's say for example, you want to present a challenge to your dancers. Maybe you want to introduce a new skill or some fast paced choreography or a new style they're not familiar with. How you introduce it to them can make a big difference. Let them know it's supposed to be challenging and that's okay. You can start off by saying something like, this is challenging. I want you to try it today, even if you can't do it right away. I'm not looking for perfection. I'm looking for you to take a risk and put in the effort. Just that introduction lets your dancers know that if they don't get the choreography right away, it's okay. For me as a coach, I used to always say something like this when I introduced like our new competition choreography, because often, you know, that first day of choreography is overwhelming and stressful and everybody's like, I can't do this. It's crazy fast or it's too hard. So every time I introduced that choreography, I would always pause and say something to something along the lines of like, if we could all do it right away on day one, it wouldn't be good enough. It's supposed to be hard so that we will grow through this process and it will help be good enough to help us reach our competitive goals this season. And it became a mantra. Challenge is good. If you could you know, pick up the choreography immediately on day one, it's not going to be enough to be competitively successful, right? If it's, you know, you're talking about like a team scenario like that. So just reminding your dancers, like you're not supposed to get it on day one. It's okay, Another idea when you introduce something hard is to ask your dancers, maybe at the end of class, like everyone share one part that was hard for you and something you learned today. On the one hand, you're acknowledging it's hard for everyone. Even your top dancers will have something that was hard for them. And sometimes it's good for everyone to hear that. But you're also emphasizing that learning is what matters. You're not asking like who got it or you're not asking who feels really good about it. You're asking what they learned you're sending a message that learning is the most important part. Another place your language about growth mindset comes in is when you're setting those high expectations. If you want your dancers to focus on growth and be resilient to mistakes, you have to set high expectations and hold them accountable for making it happen. But how you talk about those high expectations is important. Something like saying, Oh, look how fast Kelly got this new trick. She's so talented. It may seem like a compliment to Kelly, but you're teaching the rest of the class that if you can't pick it up quickly, you're not talented, which means fixed mindset. Instead, saying something like, you know, I know you all have the ability to do this, to do this. That's why I set the bar so high. Let them know this hard turn combination is in the routine because you believe they can do it. Let them know you're increasing their strength training regimen because you know they can handle it. You know, remind them this can be challenging but i know we can all reach our goals you can celebrate the wins along the way and the people who are doing well but celebrate their effort celebrate their hard work to make that happen one of my favorite things to say to my dancers is i expect you to make mistakes when you try hard things think about that idea for a second i actually expect you to make a mistake when you try hard things You're trying to create a culture where your dancers know that, yes, I believe in you, but it's okay to not get it right away. It's actually expected to not get it right away. Take the pressure off from getting the combination perfect, from doing a skill correctly the first time, from you know, not making any mistakes at the ballet bar, right? Get rid of that. Instead, let them know that I'm going to challenge you today and I expect you to make mistakes because you're trying something new and something hard and I applaud your effort. Let's do this together, right? Supporting your dancer's growth mindset is one of the biggest gifts you can give them. But I also want to remind you while you're listening here that your own mindset is just as relevant. So what do I want? What I want to express to you today is that your mindset will naturally fluctuate based on different circumstances and situations. And even those with a really strong growth mindset will get triggered into a fixed mindset sometimes. So I wanted to share some of the big situations where a fixed mindset can kind of rear its ugly head and get in your way so that you can start to notice them in your life. When do you maybe get triggered into that fixed mindset, even if you know better. One of the big situations is when you consider taking on a big challenge. The first time you think about trying something new and scary often triggers that fixed mindset. For a lot of us, including me, you know, deciding to try something new that you know is going to be hard or you know is going to be a really big challenge is a real quick way to trigger. I'm not good enough feelings, right? Deciding to take a new job, take on some big project, you know, all of those can easily trigger that fixed mindset. For me, taking on this podcast was honestly a big fixed mindset trigger. It took me a while to get started because I kept having fixed mindset thoughts of, uh, well, I have no idea what I'm doing. I can't learn how to do that. I, you know, I'm going to have to work really hard at this. People will find out I'm not that good. It took me months of putting it off and putting it off because I had a fixed mindset reaction. Obviously though I eventually got it together and started recording, but my point is that it's natural to get triggered into a fixed mindset that you have to work your way out of. Even if you naturally have a growth mindset, I'm pretty proud of my growth mindset in most scenarios. That's my default, but it doesn't mean the fixed mindset doesn't come up sometimes. Recognizing it when it does is half the battle. Then you can notice that fixed mindset. Remind yourself, that's not the reaction I want. I'm going to move towards a growth mindset instead. So talking about this with your dancers can help them realize like that fixed mindset reaction doesn't mean you're a bad person. You don't want to create all these like negative self evaluations around having a fixed mindset because it happens. What matters is noticing it and saying, okay, that, that was my reaction, but that's not what I want. I want something different. I'm going to, you know, intentionally shift my thoughts around this. Another big fixed mindset trigger for people is when you struggle to make progress. When you've been working really hard at something for a while, but you don't see the growth, it's easy to slip into a fixed mindset. Also after a failure or getting some rough, like negative feedback, that fixed mindset comes up and it's easy to want to quit. This is what I see in dancers a lot, you know, especially in a time when they want and expect faster results. The delayed gratification where, you know, working on a skill can take months or years or, you know, not getting recognized at competition for years you know, that feeling of I'm always coming in second, you know, after a lot of negative feedback or feeling like I'm not getting any better, I'm not getting it better. I'm putting in all this work and it's not happening. It can trigger that fixed mindset. When we struggle to make progress, the default response is often, I'm not good at this. So why keep trying? So if you see that in your dancers, go back to the growth mindset phrases I was talking about earlier and remind them like learning and effort matter. That's true success. We also live in a time where video is really prevalent and it's easy to capture. So just sometimes showing them, like look at a video from, you know, a class a year ago or look at competition at the beginning of the season versus now. Sometimes it helps, especially our younger and teenage dancers to kind of like look at the evidence in front of you. You are getting better. Maybe class doesn't feel a lot easier. You don't feel like you're more flexible than you were before. But look at your batmas, like they actually are really different. Look at the height of those jumps, you know, and demonstrate to them that they are making progress because when they feel like they're not making progress, they can get that fixed mindset and give up and feel like, well, now the effort's just not worth it because I'm not getting anywhere. The other big one I see a lot in teachers uh, and teenagers as well is when you encounter someone who is a lot better than you. It's easy to watch a more talented dancer or a teacher coach that you really look up to and think like, oh, they're so much better than me. That's when your fixed mindset comes up. You know, that sense of, oh, I'd have to work so much harder to be anything like them, like, oh, it just comes so easy to them, which we all know is probably not true, but that's usually where our brain goes. So try to notice those thoughts in yourself when they come up and say, oh, I couldn't look, I would never look like that, or I'm never going to be as good as that teacher, or he's so inspiring. I won't ever be able to do that. But notice when those happen, look out for them in yourself, look out for them in your middle school and teenage dancers as well, because social comparison is so strong in those kind of middle school, adolescent years where they're constantly looking at the dancer next to them, watching other studios, watching some person at conventions, feeling like they're never going to be good enough, never going to be talented enough. And we want to refocus them to the point of, you know, learning and progress. And that effort is good and mistakes are okay. And, you know, remind them of the value of growth and progress. So if I can challenge you a little bit today, when is a recent time you were triggered into a fixed mindset? Can you think of a time when you were presented with a challenge or you saw someone better than you on social media, or you found, you know, something that triggered you into that fixed mindset? When that happened, what sort of self-talk comes up for you? What's the story you start to tell yourself? If you can notice like, yep, this is what happened recently. And this is my my instinct was to start to say that I'm not good enough or to start to want to give up or to lose all motivation to try anymore. Like if you can notice those things, that's the beginning. Again, it happens to the best of us and learning to recognize those triggers and notice that story you start to tell yourself is the first step to getting back to your growth mindset. Another thing to consider as we wrap this up today is have you had a time recently when a growth mindset has helped you? You know, getting through all the challenges of last year, did a growth mindset ever kick in and help you through it? Maybe it happened and you didn't even realize how much it served you. So think back to a recent challenge that you were able to get through. Did a growth mindset help you fix that, help you get through it? Taking a chance to you know, reflect on these things with your dancers is also really important. And a lot of, again, our language is what matters. How you talk to them when they are making a mistake or how you celebrate them when they're doing well, how you present a challenge, how you handle it when they want to give up, right? Our language and how we talk about this really has an impact on our dancers' mindsets. So if you'd like to learn more ways to talk to your dancers about growth mindset, you can download a free guide for you. I have questions and responses to encourage a growth mindset in your dancers. You'll find it in the show notes of this episode, wherever you're listening to the podcast or at chelseapirati.com slash 18. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with someone in your dance community, or you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The best way for me to reach more people in the dance world is when people hear about it from someone they trust, so please share away. Remember, my inbox is always open. You can send me an email or Instagram, DM, and ask me anything. Thanks for listening, and keep sharing your passion for dance with the world.